Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we have Julie bringing us another great topic where we're going to be talking about preparing for the shift in PPC tracking, targeting, and attribution. So instead of talking about just one shift that's going to happen with the like, you know, GA4 that is happening in less than 20 days now, like in a couple of weeks, guys, well, maybe just over a couple of weeks. So I hope you guys are, are, are really looking out for that. And there's also going to be so many changes that's going to happen in targeting and attribution with automation and machine learning and just, uh, yeah, keywords. We predict that's going to go away soon. There were only four questions. And I know Julie does this when she realizes that the answers, people are just bursting with their answers. And she doesn't want to move on too quickly to the next question because like a lot of people have things to say about the question. So yeah, quite a few people joined the chat, gave their opinion, like the likes of Julia Weiss, Gil Gildner, Robert Brady. Of course, Julie also gave her answers. Jim Banks, I believe he's come back from being on a break from us. Reva Minkoff as well. We've got Jennifer Denny and yeah, many more. I joined her for some of the chat. It's always annoying because halfway through the chat, we have a company meeting. So I kind of try to multitask, but very badly. But then I'm like, hey, I will get all the answers and I'll read through, do all the roundups of everybody's amazing answers and even give my opinions on some of the questions I couldn't answer live in the chat on this roundup. So I hope you enjoy that. I hope you find benefit in hearing what we predict. We will be the most effective and the most, you know, industry shifting changes for us and which one we should really be paying attention to most. So yeah, sit back and enjoy. Hello and a warm welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, the podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK. And I use this platform to share not just expert, but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions, and even if you do, then like, follow, share, and retweet on that right Twitter with my handle, The Marketing Anu, or join us in our LinkedIn group, which is the PPC chat roundup. Or if you're on Instagram, why don't you check us out at PPC chat underscore roundup to get quotes and snippets from previous episodes. So yeah, we have Julie taking us on a very interesting topic about talking about all the different changes in one go. Well, not like in depth, but just about what we feel about the different changes that are going to be happening. Before we get into that very lively discussion, Julie goes, before we go to questions, this chat is intended for PPC professionals of all levels. If you have something you want to share, please do. We are a friendly and supportive community. Please don't be afraid to participate lurkers and of course listeners of the podcast welcome welcome you are always welcome too so yeah before we get on to it yeah julie does like you know how's everybody doing i told her especially i wanted to mention that tweet especially because i was like i'm enjoying a brilliant summer but i will also be preparing for surgery well i am preparing for surgery at the moment that i'm going to be happening having on friday so yeah please send your good wishes send your prayers that'll be really great that everything goes well. And yeah, I'm going to be taking some, you know, much needed time off work. I'm really happy about that bit. Don't tell anyone um, that I'll be able to have a good excuse to not have work, you know, for quite a few weeks. Recovery period, they said, is four to six weeks. Four to six weeks. I said that to a friend and she th- he, he heard 46 weeks 
not 46 weeks. I'm not going to be on break for like, what? How many, how many, like that's close to a year? No, four to six weeks. So less than two months. But yeah, anyway, let's get into the questions. So question one, which of the coming announced changes do you think will impact PPC most significantly or at least your accounts? One, diminishing role of keywords. Two, end of third party cookies. Three, Google Analytics. Four, four, Apple's URL stripping. Five, something else. So yeah, already there were like 10 replies to this. So I will try and catch all the replies and all the replies of replies that were done. But yeah, I, I keep saying this is a roundup. I probably won't be able to get to every single answer. Anyway, let's start with Sam's answer. He goes, honestly, I think it depends on what niche or vertical you work in. Yeah. And it depends. And it depends. Answer is very famous in the PPC circle as well. He continues for B2B or niche B2C. One is going to play an outsized factor because by definition, getting the volume necessary for machines to learn is difficult for broad based B2C. Four is probably the thing that would give me the most pause for enterprise B2B likely four or five with five being regulation plus legislation. The only group more incompetent that Google support is the US Congress. And yeah, Kirk replies, oh, I like that answer. And I do like that answer. And it depends and seeing in what ways it depends on which of the numbers will affect which types of businesses. That's very robust answer, I would say. Mizzle responds saying all of the above. The challenge we have with Google is that they do things and learn after. Example, it worked on this one client. So why wouldn't it work on everything else? But tracking, well, hold on to your hats. It's going to be a bumpy ride. It's always a bumpy ride, ride with Google, isn't it? Gil Gildner responds saying diminishing role of keywords for sure. End of cookies slash URL stripping, etc., has been happening for years and is pretty much a non-issue at this point. Attribution still works as much as we need it to. Reporting is a different issue. Keywords are being tough. Menachem goes diminishing role of keywords, especially on smaller accounts. Paul Rooney responds saying, for me, feels like another way Google can get wasted spend from people new to Google ads and auto default to broad match. Matteo responds saying end of third party cookies and GA4 won't prevent curious advertisers to do their own analysis. Diminishing role of keywords is just changing the product sold by Google, meaning that it is a larger question that involves advertisers and Google first. Alan Rooney just responds number one. Yeah, so we've got a Paul Rooney and an Alan Rooney. Yeah. Who would have guessed? Michael Gumbert responds saying keywords. How exactly are we going to target search with literally the only targeting tool we have? Nate Lewis just goes one. Travis responds saying lost tracking third party cookies. Apple updates is an obstacle might feel like a reversion to 2010, but survivable. The keyword depreciation is a massive change for Google ads. Blending demand gen plus capture risks alienating advertisers GA4 should advance the industry. I'm bullshitting. I think it's being meant to write there. Yeah, GA4. Anyway, Reva Minkov responds to question one saying GA4 is going to have a big immediate effect because so many businesses still haven't switched over. All the algorithms are going to break all. Julia Vice responds to question one saying short term GA4. It's a huge learning curve that most folks are not ready for. Long term, not that long, diminished keywords. Clients are going to have to learn a lot. Jennifer Danny responds saying, well, that's a hard one. G4 is a ticking time bomb and third party cookie loss is two. 
And Riva gives another answer to question one saying five, AI is going to have a big impact on the industry from chat GPT to data driven attribution to all the emphasis on algorithms. I respond as well saying, yeah, for me, I think the most imminent is GA4. It's happening in just over two weeks. Clients are already having issues with data, still not seeing similar data from GA4 and UA and things are about how and um, thinking about how do I keep track of UA data from after July 1st. So in the PPC Live UK WhatsApp group, we have one of the ladies asked about how do I make sure that I keep the data that's in UA? People are still worried that they cannot rely on GA4. And two weeks before, you know, GA4 is the only one that's going to be applicable. Like, yeah, I think UA, Google has said that your UA data is going to be available for up to 18 months after July 1st. But still, for the fact that people are thinking that they definitely want to rely on UA does not bode well for GA4, in my opinion. Robert Brady responds to question one saying, of that list, probably GA4, the keywordless thing has been at work for a while. When does he, what does he mean by at work? Gil responds saying, interesting, you're not wrong, but I sort of have the opposite conclusion. GA4 seems to be settling into place. I don't believe that. I think keywordless is actually poised to take a big jump off the cliff. Robert responds saying, I feel like increasingly broad matching is a degradation of keywords and that has been steadily getting worse. Jilly goes, by the end of 2024, keywords will only be signals. Hey, she's now saying that for a fact. By the end of 2024, keywords will only be signals. You heard it here first. Yes, right. And I don't know this for a fact. It's my intuition on the topic. Gil responds, totally agreed, but I do think broad match performance lately indicates that the signals will be performing okay. I do think we'll be fine. Retaining some exact match for edge cases is on my wish list for sure. And Riva goes to that saying, I think this still really depends on the business or advertiser and brand guidelines. Example, clients that steadfastly don't want to bid on competitors or who can't use certain keywords due to FDA compliance. So yeah, compliance issues. How is AI going to be able to fit with that? And another someone who's come back from being away for a little while amid Cabra, she responds to question one, saying that if we're talking about what will impact us the most right now, then my answer is GA4. So yeah, that's that's what I that was my answer as well. If we're talking about in the future, the diminishing role of keywords. And I agree with that. Julie goes, can I say all of the above? Attribution is about to get nuked between GA4 ending of third-party cookies and Apple's URL stripping, it's a giant ball of yikes. Targeting will suffer as a result of all those two, the demotion or demise of keywords targeting. Um, and then yeah, Dave Gallegues as well, another returner, says I'm thinking about Apple's URL stripping. We all want better campaign attribution. How many dashboards will be ruined from less UTM data? And then, yeah, we have Julie responding to Jim Banks, where Jim Banks said, good questions. I think these all lead to advertisers being backed into a corner. I like that what Optimizer and Frederick Valley, so Frederick owns Optimizer, are doing with automation layering. So sharing your data is going to be pivotal for the future. Broad match will be the de facto. Julie responds, sharing your data is going to be required in the not too distant future. This leaves a ton of businesses in a bad spot because their internal data is a hot mess. Julia Vice responds saying not to mention organizations that can't share data for all kinds of reasons. Do they just get less support because of how they do business? Get ready for case studies on how to circumvent privacy laws. 
Julie responds saying, it's kind of hilarious to me that it seems like Google is ready to just write off highly regulated industries as advertisers. It really does sound like that. So Julie advice goes, you don't want pharma money. <laughs> There's lots there, or fintech or insurance. Julie responds as well. After all that lobbying, you don't want government dollars. Okay, then, from Julia Vice. Matteo goes, have you already considered that this strategy is not the right one for Google and that it may switch back to a more precise targeting in the future? Jim goes, yeah, worked with Google ever since they started and don't recall ever anything. They walked back to exactly what it was before. And yeah, we're still on answers for question one. Kirk Williams goes, I'm unsure on the most, but one will harm efficiency in SMB accounts by disallowing initial targeted focus. Two, meh, Google's well on the way to this not being a tangible issue. Three, will cause harm in just being a new confusing product that will harm analysis. Four, hmm, and then yeah, there was no nothing for something else from him. And Sophie Logan responds to question one saying, the diminishing role of keywords, signals, interest, and intent are all great for targeting, but sometimes you can't beat knowing exactly what someone is looking for by the words they use. Um, Julie responds saying, you can't beat using exact terms you know convert. If you're the advertiser, you can't beat forcing advertisers to take some portion of crappier broad match traffic to get the good or efficient traffic too. is certainly a winning formula for Google stock price. Reva Minkoff replies and says, and the more transparency decreases due to privacy, the harder it will be for advertisers to identify that that's what's happening. Matteo goes in search ads, keywords targeting is 99%, remaining targeting is 1%. Anyone talking about the role of audience targeting in, in search did not manage to get the power of keywords intent in acquisition. But yeah, Audience, audience targeting is also an important thing, material, especially once you start bidding on broad. And broad does help with growth. It's not about all being restrictive. So I'd say, yeah, I don't know. Take a look at that. And then we have Julie taking us on to question two, saying, which area do you think is going to least resemble what we have traditionally known it to be in the next 18 months? And she, yeah, the options are tracking or tagging, targeting, and then three attribution. So one, tracking, two, targeting, three, attribution. For me, straight up, it was targeting. So yeah, in the immediate effect that we're going to have, see, you know, changes is GA4. In more long term, it's going to be about the whole keywords and how everything's just going to be about broad and signaling and all that kind of stuff that Julie's been talking about. So who are, what are our next answers for question two? Gil Gilner goes targeting 100%. Yep. We've got to go ahead and nuke what we've learned over the last few years for better or worse. It's changing drastically. Kirk Williams responds saying, but haven't things been moving in this way the past few years? And we've already been adjusting to new targeting strategies. It's a tough choice for sure. Gil Gilner responds saying, yes, but I think the car has just been driving downhill for a few years and it hasn't driven over the edge of the cliff just yet. I'm fully expecting keywords to one day literally disappear. Matt Lambert responds saying, if attribution and targeting are both fuzzy and low definition, then the data doesn't really mean anything already. We're already cooked as the thread between search and landing page breaks, then we might need content that can't direct traffic as a primary filter. 
And then we have Sam responding to question two as well, saying, yeah, my unpopular opinions, number one, tracking or tagging, this is likely going to look a lot like what it does now with enhanced or offline conversions. If Apple goes full crazy mode with stripping parameters, which is a stupid choice, but whatever, then the logical solution is to bypass them. Conversion upload does that. Two, targeting. Everything looks like a DSP now, so the biggest change you could make is removing controls or going full black box. But A, I don't think most platforms are going to do that. C, Criteo. And B, I don't think it'd be as effective. So we'll see changes at the margins, but I don't think any platforms is going to reimagine targeting much more. Three, attribution. Third-party attribution has begun the slow march towards extinction. So that's the biggest change. Every major platform is investing in AMMs. And again, full candor, it's in their best interest to do so because one and two need offline data. Given that attribution on its absolute best day is an unsolvable problem and most days is just pain to obfuscate, I'm not too sad. And then we have Menachem Annie, who wrote an article on PPC Live UK. Um, the name of that article, it's basically about a roadmap to implement smart bidding and broad match for lead generation PPC campaign. So yes, with Google ignoring us. Yeah, Google, we wrote an article about implementing smart bidding and broad match for lead gen. So go and check that out. But his answer to the question for question two was targeting first exact and phrase will be removed, then even a broad match will disappear and keywords will become keyword themes. Mizzle responds saying people are still stuck on cookies, even though the death of the cookie has lurked for years. Targeting changes all the time and we adapt. However, attribution with less tracking visibility, how will that work? Will it all be guesswork? Travis responds saying, I see targeting as the single biggest mover. Setting up a Pmax campaign, for example, can be as much upfront planning as search or shopping, but instead of keywords focused on quality assets, first party data feeds and advances or segments, fundamentally different to be decided on outcomes. Julia Vice said, let me know if you'll need a refresher on audience builds and blocking charts. It's omni bread and butter. Yeah. Julia goes, a post for PPC chat, perhaps on that topic. Oh, maybe I'll get her to write a, an article about that for PPC Live UK. And just to confirm, the article I said that Menachem wrote was on PPC Live UK. So go on the PPC Live UK blog site, the PPC blog, and you'll see that article right there and then from Menachem. It was a great one. Um, Kirk Williams saying, keeping exact around for one more advanced advertisers to focus on efficiency for a few key terms and two helps SMBs get an account off the ground efficiently and thus win them to love search from the beginning are two major arguments for just leaving it in there. And that's in response to where Julie has said, you can't beat using exact terms, you know, convert if you're the advertisers, you can't beat forcing advertisers to take some portion of crappier broad match traffic to get the good or efficient traffic to is certainly a winning formula for Google's stock price. Julia Weiss also responds to question two saying, this is another all of the above question. I'm thinking tracking first. So many of us actually can't do attribution without very expensive tools and targeting is ever changing anyway. It's been changing from the beginning. Jennifer Danny responds saying, I called BS on the expensive attribution tools. They can't give true attribution either. Tech companies like Apple have put a squash 
on this even being capable. Julia Vice goes, they can do a lot, but nothing can do all of it, at least not until we get addressable TV. Addressable TV, that's an interesting opinion there. Jim Banks responds to question two as well, saying, I think targeting and attribution are a coin toss on which is going to look at the least like what we know today. Data-driven will be the only attribution model in play. I think fewer and fewer targeting variations will be in play due to AI and machine learning. And then we have Julie responding to question two as well, saying attribution is rapidly shifting and will continue on that pace until we have very little insight into what is happening. As a result of that, targeting will take a hit. Get ready for your retargeting audiences and your exclusion audiences to vaporize. Travis goes for DTC Ecom. Lead gen has notable challenges. There is an opportunity for brands to improve businesses' fundamentals, streamline OPEX, put shipping on customers, focus on customer acquisition cost, improve 60 to 90 day lifetime value launch holdout test. Attribution takes a necessary backseat with that mindset. So yeah, you have to be careful with what the mindset is. Um, Riva Minkoff as well, in response to question two, saying that all of the above, but tracking is probably the most affected. Everything used to be based on cookies. And we have as well, Kirk Williams himself responded to question two, saying, I think they're all big and changing, but I think I'm ready to settle on attribution here. I think the way people think they can measure success and how that influences channel investment decisions is going to be already completely upended. So I'm going with three. And he continues, by the way, I think people are aware that attribution is messy, but I think it's the reality of that hitting that is still coming. People still overall make huge decisions based on channel reported revenue or ROAS, etc. I think major paradigm shifts are coming here. Kirk continues saying, I think the practice PPC skill for us is to shift into becoming better and one planning two guiding and three analyzing actual incrementality testing that's a tangible skill i think marketers could lean into to become more valuable in the near future he finally says final thought on this i think this actually makes algorithmic value-based bidding models lesser in value if you can't easily communicate value back into the machine the need for setting up manual incremental testing becomes more important lulls to that thought lulls as in l-u-l-z so not he's not laughing at anything and travis as well responds to kirk's thought process there saying another layer deeper it's possible to pass back true value minus cogs shipping so cost of goods shipping discounts merchant fees and any variable cost and minus a percentage based set of fixed cost and bid accordingly that will fuel the algorithm in an advanced way few brands appreciate today and then in response to kirk williams answer where he had said by the way i think people are aware that attribution is messy but i think it's the reality of that hitting that is still is coming julie goes 100 percent. digital advertising has been sold heavily on the idea that you can truly attribute your spend to your results in a much cleaner and accurate way than any previous type of advertising. Those days are in the rear view and moving farther away. Travis goes agreed, but true measurement has always been five plus steps behind. If we've settled on that for the last two decades, why not move in a new direction? Julie goes attribution has always been partly wishes and fairy dust, but it was sold as being the source of truth, whether it really was ever that accurate or not. 
digital was sold as know where your dollars are getting results and where they are not. And that's so much murkier now. Julie continues, we now as an industry have to find a new USP because our historical one just doesn't cut it any longer. That is on all of us to navigate and figure out. We did such a good job of selling digital ads as super attributable. We now have to unwind that to move forward. Jim Bang said we sold it as an alternative to TV, radio and print, which by their nature couldn't be attributed as accurately. Now digital is a more mature channel and PPC should be part of a marketing mix that works cohesively, not as a standalone channel. That's going to hurt specialist agencies for sure. I hope there are specialist agencies who do not try to figure out what's going on in the, in the other channels. So if Logan also responds to question two saying, yeah, attribution, which can be a weird one because some clients are happy to get leads regardless of where they come from for their marketing team or agency. On the other hand, mm, crying. And I said targeting for sure, as I mentioned earlier on. So I'm going to skip the answer to that and just go to Julie's question three. So Julie goes, how are you planning or preparing for the changes that are coming to search and ad platforms? Are you talking proactively with your clients or stakeholders? Trying to talk to them, it's a bit difficult to say what, you know, what are we, can we say, but just trying to be as proactive as possible. As Medicham said, I like to be as proactive as possible. Gil Gilner says, vague answer, going up market. All of these issues are problems, but sidestepped by ish clients with strong brands, with budgets to test, scale, experiment, and have strong internal analytics BI. It's a cop out, but I see smaller advertisers having a hard time. In the future, Julia Vice goes agree and middle clients are going to be hit worse. Small SMBs will do what they can. Large brands will do whatever they want. Middle brands will invest a lot and not get as much data out of it. And Mizzle's response saying the usual strategy, read lots of reading from viewpoints to how-to guides to conversations, happenings on Google's LinkedIn posts. From here, then educate my clients and guide them forward, testing and learning along the way. It's all about testing and learning. Testing and learning will never be an out-of-date practice. Travis responds to question three saying, I coach clients that integrate that ingesting more data sooner is equals to faster pivots and decision. Let's adopt a testing mindset together. This is new for you and me. Hand in hand, we can trip and fall together or blaze a new trail. The past is past, so let's not get left behind. Absolutely. Don't get left behind. Keep testing things. Julia Vice responds to question three saying, we've been focused on GA4 and taking the rest of it slow. For those wondering why, my clients are not e-com and focused on overall success through the year rather than product level ROAS per interaction. Julie responds to question three saying, I've been talking to clients about these changes brewing for a while now. Obviously, we have to see what comes to pass and when, but I think we all see where things are headed and it is unfamiliar territory. We need to be the guiding light for clients more than ever. Derek goes true for me specifically. Most clients do not care about how we get results, just that the results are solid. For accounts with oodles of history should be fine. Biggest adjustments will be new clients. Explaining this is no longer instant results. Need to build data to win. Julia Vice goes, yes, as you flex your planning skills, start bringing your clients along for the ride. Get them comfy with it now. 
Planning is the biggest thing that makes execution a lot easier. Jim Banks responds saying trying to avoid jumping to conclusions when we don't have all the facts. When we need to make recommendations, we aim to do them based on real data, not Google marketing speak. And then we have Jennifer Denny responding to question three saying we have been speaking to clients for months with every new data loss that has come about. We want them to be well aware of what we can and can't track to make the best data-driven decisions. Sophie Logan as well responds to question three, saying GA4 has been a main priority. So once the dust settles down a bit, we'll start talking about other topics in more detail with them. We're trying to not overload them with much at once. It would be easy for them to lose trust in the platforms slash get scared off. Julia Vice responds, same, same with that as well. And Riva Minkoff as well responds to question three saying educating clients and also educating ourselves. And I think the education means coming together in talks like PPC Live UK to talk about AI, to talk about, you know, the new generative experience, search generative experience that AI is going to bring conversational search, talking about targeting, how that's really going to change and keywords, how you do, how do we prepare for a, like a keywordless kind of future. I think that's really something I'd like someone to try and talk about. How do you prepare for a keywordless future in search? Julian takes us on to our last question of the chat. Question four saying, what is your biggest concern about tracking, targeting and or attribution now and into 2024? Straight up about five people responds to that. Gil Gilnag says, a big thing I think about is that we spent the past decade drilling the benefits of attribute ROAS into our clients' heads now, it's a primary business metric for many brands and we can't accurately report on it. We really shot ourselves in the foot with that one. Mizzle responds saying, trusting the tools, extrapolated data, working with Google for over 12 years and we learned that not everything they say is correct. Do you take the blue pill and just believe or do you take the red pill and find a new solution? River Minkoff responds, where do I begin? Matteo responds saying, end of UTM parameters. Travis goes, I worry people can't see the forest for the trees. This is the time to button up, create a stellar organic presence. Absolutely. Which is why I'm working so hard for PPC Live UK to have a very good organic experience. Anyway, he continues, polish your data, refresh your business part math. These are all within your control. Get the house in order and explore the new frontier of advertising. And also we have some answer to Gil Gildner where Gil had said a, a big thing I think about is that we spent the past decade drilling the benefits of attributable ROAS into our client's head. And now it's a primary business metric for many brands and we can't accurately report on it. Matt goes, will tracking landing pages be a proxy for ROAS if you had enough of them? Gil responds saying, perhaps I kind of think that gets dangerously into the same level of over-optimization and over-analyzing that possibly got us into this mess in the first place. Travis as well says, ROAS is too often a short-sighted concept, always has been. If brands aren't laser-focused on margin, they're likely losing. Platforms always paint the rosiest pictures that's to their business benefits representing a brand have to preserve their business objectives first. And Julia Vice responds to question four saying, this is going to sound weird, but expectations. We are facing a world where we have to undo 20 years roughly of promises that we'd be able to track everything in various ways. It's going to be a big disappointment for a lot of brands. Gil Gilner responds saying, I think we just said, 
the same thing in different words. You're totally right. Julia Vice responding, as are you. And yes, the ROAS factor is going to be a major turning point. Internet ads are going back to broadcast metrics more or less. So yeah, the whole broad keywords, the broadcast metrics was that upon. Riva Minkoff responds saying broad match still is not an option for many, many advertisers. Julia Vice responds saying the era of the fire hose of data is over. Tracking has already been crippled and more to come with cookies going away. Attribution has gaping holes. Both impact the targeting we've grown accustomed to. We have a lot of work to do to explain how things now work. River responds saying it's getting increasingly harder to pull learnings and data from Google ads, which diminishes the value of the platforms. Clients don't just care about results. They also want learnings. And Julie responds to that saying, and Google does not understand this. In fairness, they don't have to care about it. It impacts their bottom line, not at all. But for advertisers, PPC used to be a way to test ideas and use those learnings across all channels and properties. No longer. And Melissa McKee joins the chat saying, right, and this is how we sold the channel and its benefits to clients. Now we have to backpedal. Not a good look for us or Google. Absolutely. River goes right. And it was a real value. It's something clients cared about that is really hard to unsell. Melissa goes exactly. It was one of the unique selling propositions for the channel. Julia Vice finishes off the chat saying, so true. These major platforms now have the just like everyone else problem that they didn't used to have. So we used to be very unique in the way you can do paid search. But now they're just making it seem like, you know, the way that you do really TV ads. Jim Banks goes, this is going to sound a bit glib. I really don't have any worries or concern. I can't influence whatever changes are coming and when. I can only adopt and adapt based on the facts. Worrying won't alter their changes, but it's good to have concerns. Gil responds saying, most digital marketers need to be a lot more glib. <laughs> and Jim goes, glib equals to seasoned equals to old. Although taking a leaf out of Michael Caine's book, he is writing his first novel at the age of 90. So I have some time left. Michael Caine as the guy who's done loads of movies. Yeah. I gave up worrying and getting stressed about things I couldn't control a while back. Best thing I ever did. And on that note, we come to the end of the chat. So yeah, are you on the side of, you know, the likes of Kirk, I'd say, and the like of Gil Gildner, who are not, not too worried, I'd say, but, you know, they have concerns, um, as well as Julie and Julia Vines, they have concerns about it. Or are you on the side of Jim Banks, who's like, you know what, I'm not concerned about anything, what will be, will be, and I'll evolve as the industry evolves. It will be really interesting to see which side people are on and whether you're worried about targeting, whether you're worried about attribution and tracking and all that kind of stuff. And what are you doing about it and communicating, how you're communicating that with clients. Continue the chat, go on PPC chat, you know, make sure when you tweet, you put the PPC chat hashtag so that we can see as well what you think. But if you don't want to tweet, but you want to just listen to Julie talk about this with some other experts, or you want to share your ideas, why don't you join us on Thursday? at 12 p.m. Eastern Time or 5 p.m. GMT, where we are going to be continuing this chat on Twitter Spaces, or Julia at least is going to be leading this chat on Twitter Spaces for you. But then if you actually miss the Twitter Spaces chat, she records it. So if you just put it as something that you, I think you can bookmark it or you can save, like add it to your calendar and yeah, you'll be able to listen to the recording of the chat. So you might want to do that 
as well. And yeah, it would be great to get any feedback from this podcast. So you have any feedback or maybe some correction on anything that I've said or shared, do get in touch with me on Twitter. My DMs are open on the handle at the marketing Anu. Or you can find me on LinkedIn on my name, Anu Adikbola. I'd love to have a chat with you about these kind of topics. It will also be great to all longstanding and brand new listeners to give the podcast a review. It really helps with the growth strategy of the podcast. You can do that on Spotify by leaving a rating or even the likes of Apple, leave a review on Podchaser, many other places. So yeah, if you're just going to linktree.com forward slash PPC chat underscore roundup, you'll be able to get all those links where you can leave a rating or review. Finally, remember for your campaigns or businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week. Mm -hmm.